Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Derek. <laughs> and I'm Ray. I'm Alex Reed. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Mostly Lit. Really glad to be back. How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good this week. Yeah, We're welcome, back welcome. again. Yeah, back for another week. How's everybody's week's been? Everybody enjoying the sun, the summer? Well, summer. I know, we, live, we just skipped spring. We just skipped spring. We just went you straight to summer. I saw the sun report that there's going to be snow. I don't, I don't buy it. Obviously, but the sun, the, the sun do take the piss Yeah, sometimes. I think they exaggerate. That is anti-black. It is anti-black. I don't Can't get me all excited here. Right? <laughs> and Stealing to, away to, all our joy. You know what I mean? I'm not about it. Anyways, how's your week, Alex? My week, oh God. My week was, um, my week was good. My week was good. Um, nothing much to report there. Wasn't a great, it wasn't a great reading week, but um, we move. We move. We continue. So you didn't read anything this week? No, I was just flicking, flicking between like poetry and just articles online. Like it wasn't even, not many books this week, I gotta say. I've been reading actually, um, I forgot what the author's called, but it's called Real Artists Don't Starve. And it's actually really interesting talking about mm. creative entrepreneurship, yeah. what that looks like for artists. Asking for money. No, I was not even asking for money. It's about, because like you wrote, like if you are a starving artist, you are going to expect money. But like thriving artists create opportunities to do that continually. So he was really, it was really interesting about, you know, how you take ideas from other people, influences and those kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you take those ideas, you create them and make it into something new, new ideas, original, all these different things. Um, what do you think and about... He used, and he used Michelangelo as an example, because Michelangelo, who did the Sistine Chapel, was really, really wealthy off of that. And they were like, where did this idea of the starving artist come from? And you don't have to be a starving artist. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you, it's romanticised. What do you think of artists, like, kind of asking for money to support their, their craft? depends on what the craft is it depends on what it, it depends on what the um what the agenda is do you see what i mean if you're just asking for it because that's the only way that you think that you so if, can a, get what, it. what if a writer like put out a short story and it was sick it popped 
And then they were like, okay, I'm setting up a GoFundMe, please, so you can fund me so I can write a novel. I want to take, I want to stop working and I want to write this novel for you guys because I know you'll love it. Please support my artistic endeavor. You're, you're screwing your face up already. Would you not, would you, would you, would you be like, okay, fair enough? I'm not yeah. screwing my face up. It wasn't me he was talking about. But a novel is free to write. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. Job. But, you know, James Patterson wrote a page a day while he was working a full-time law career and doing trials and doing court. We don't have to read your book. There are so many other books. I'm saying like, he was writing a page a day and by the time he finished that, and he he, he didn't even leave his job until he had finished his second book. And he had to buy copies of his own first book to sell privately. But just because he did, it doesn't mean that everyone That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that there are options out there. It's, It's so easy for you to just be like... I don't agree. I think if I if I saw some, if I read a short story from someone, it was you, sick. But you don't need to fund them to write the book. You can they can write the book and then do it. No, and but pitch to be able to write it in during, like at a certain period of time, or let's say for example, they're like, I want to write this book within a year. Mm. If I don't have the funds, if mm-hmm. I have to work full time, it's going to take me four years to write it. So what's wrong with it being four years? Because like, I might be like, well, I want to read this. I want to read this soon. So, well, you know, yeah, let me fund so it. Then, so you would rather rush the process than actually make it's it a genuine rushing, one. It it's is. not rushing. It's not rushing. How is it rushing? Because it's also a thing, right? If, you, if, you're, if you've got a project and you've got people funding you around, like, behind it. That's not rushing. That's a lot of pressure as well behind you. The same kind of way that if you were to pitch a book to a publisher, for example, no, but, well, and then mean, they gave wait. you money behind it, you've got to finish that Why book. Why are you adding this on? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm The guy who's asking for the money doesn't feel pressure. They're just like, I can write this in a year. Mm-hmm. If I don't have the funds and I have to work full time, it'll take me four years. You're romanticizing it. How am I? I'm, I'm literally giving you a scenario. It. No. What, no. what romanticizing? No, I don't, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. It, as I was saying, it all depends on the circumstance and as to what they are doing. If it's a project that they're doing in collaboration in order for and the money genuinely helps them to like put it on somewhere. So, for example, if it's a visual artist and they needed to like rent out a studio space and they needed the money for the studio space, you can understand that. Or say they said, but I when want... it was when it was, you know, what I mean, I don't think. What if they say I want to write a classic? Like think about it like this year, a lot of the classics that we have now are were written by people who had the luxury to just write freely. They had people. To, family, friends, or their own like personal no, income. Them where some, could, some were commissioned. As well. As commissioned. But then again, that's still money they're being paid to write. Exactly. And they don't have to work. That's but they didn't I'm have saying. a GoFundMe. They didn't go out and do... Oh, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't go know, out and say, help me. Do you know well, what I mean? They had commissions. It was what just, I'm trying to say thing. is that they had... You need to read the book. They had money, read the book, And they were able to do this. Read the book. And you'll understand. Where I just think I'll, I would support it. I'll, just, I'll be a bite. I'll be like, yeah, why not? What are you reading this week, I might Ray? throw a tenor on it or something. <laughs> what are you reading this week, Ray? <laughs> um, so this week I started Herman Hesse, Steppenwolf. Mm. Um, I think his writing is perfection. Like Wow. Ray actually likes a book that I like. Mm. Amazing. You didn't recommend it. Yes. I, so you're coming to do this again. Alex, you actually did recommend recom- Steppenwolf? So no, you didn't recommend. You told me, you said about, you talked about this book a year ago. I talk about this book all the time. No, you actually talked about it a year ago. Yeah, if you've been following you've the show, talked I about you it a email, year ago. Yeah, and be like, no, it's true that Derek um, really throws this book out all the time. Tweet. <laughs> tweet <it>. Oh, <laughs> tweet us, sorry. Tweet us, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, his, his writing is like perfect. Like, right. I literally was reading and thinking, I want to write like this. How far are you? Like, not so far, just like a few pages, I think. Is it, is it the, the notes? Where the I'm at the notes, be- his notes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, as in, I'm so flawed. I literally was like, he writes perfectly. There is no, there is no fault in I, his writing. Yeah, I, re- um, I really enjoyed it, Arthur. Did you? I'm going to read it afterwards. 
um, after I finish um, Steppenwolf. And I really liked Steppenwolf. Normally, I, I don't like those kind of characters who are like just empty and like they have this dark side and I'm just like, you're really, you're really doing a lot. But I actually like him. He represents a side of man that isn't really talked about in a lot of writing, that dark side mm. that he's just like fully accepted it. I think. Um, and ah, oh, the way he just control. I could literally see myself studying this book and writing essays on it all the time. I really enjoy it. And I also picked up um, Mark McCormack's um, What They Don't Teach You at Harvard Business School because, you know, I'm trying to, trying to be the next Alex Reeds. <laughs> there's, only, there's, um, there's only one, my G. Well, I could be your understudy for when you're away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, and I'm really <laughs> looking forward. To, I'm really looking forward to this because it has loads of lessons um, from things like reading people, creating impressions, uh, how to sell, marketability, building a business, um, getting things done, entrepreneurship, um, and yeah, it read me to filth. There was a part where I was talking about ego, mm. and I was like, "Rah, like you're really rude." <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So those are the two books that I'm reading. And what are you reading, Derek? Um, I'm actually not reading anything, to be fair. Wow. Right? It's been oh, a, my God. It's been a strange wow. week. I just haven't really... Wow. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh my wow. God. Wow. Head throwback. Wow. You guys are so silly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, just my God. I haven't picked up anything. <laughs> okay. You know, so. um, I've wanted to, like, it's, it's annoying. I wanted to pick up Ponty and start reading it. But, um... Just didn't have the I don't know. Just I wasn't really feeling like reading yeah. reading this week. No, you have that. It disturbs me actually because when that happens, I always start panicking and think, "Oh, am I gonna lose my ability to read? Like, am I gonna become like just uninterested and indifferent to reading?" Mm. And it makes you panic. So I'd literally have to pick up anything. Yeah. Like I always have go-to books where if I can't read anything else, read those books and then it gets me back into reading again. Yeah. Um. So I might have to do that actually. That's why it's good that we I read this short story we're going to be talking about because yeah. that's one of the. The, like short stories or books whatever that gets me back into reading okay yeah. cool alright let's move on oh bringing back Who's Lit this from now on guys which is really cool I um, wanted to start off with shouting out Berry from Podcasts in Colour um, I just wanted to say like just thank you for like you know, the nomination like we've tweeted the nomination that we've got for the British Podcast Award and also when you look at somebody doing something like this like making an archive for black and people of colour podcasts. Obviously, it's in the States. I just thought it would be good to big her up. So, that's what you're going to put out for Who's Lit this week. Obviously, I choose them. So, You choose podcast. them. You're not yeah. choosing them all the time. Why? Because that's not how this... Oh, no. Fine, if you want to choose them next week. I thought it was obviously, a group effort. Obviously, democracy, whatever. Mm, okay. I'm joking. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, we chose you this week. Um, Congratulations on Who's Been Lit. We should have a most lit, a lit song. Like, yeah. you're lit, you're lit. Or just an applaud. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my god oh my god but, <laughs> you're um, lit yeah that's, that's Barry from Podcasting Colour um, she's really been out here for like a while so shout out to you um, Derek do you have a gem this week I do have a gem um, obviously like I said I haven't been reading and it's been difficult for me to kind of think about something but I remembered I think we may have discussed this on the show I'm not sure <laughs> one of um, Plato's myths that I'm sure they probably study in every single myths. philosophy one of his myths oh. I'm sure they study in every single philosophy class is the um, Plato's cave oh the which, cave yeah which is very very interesting so I thought mm-hmm. I thought okay yeah why not put that on the show maybe some people who haven't studied philosophy or they. I think they 
I think they bring up in English literature as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't studied that. Read it. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. The idea is really interesting. And there's just so many ways you can take the um, the myth as well. So many ways, so many things that it illuminates and kind of... Yeah, it's just it's just very 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 interesting. Yeah, I mean, you can take it literally if you want to, mm. in and like a, in a religious way as well, because there is aspects of Christianity in there. Um, but yeah, Plato's Cave. Plato's. You can you can read it online. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, there's yeah. videos on YouTube. I think um, even well. the School of Life do some videos about explaining the cave. Oh, is it? Because apart some of it's dense or whatever. Oh, they, right, they okay. break it down. Um, yeah. I think that's what I used at one point. Do you you know the cave? Yeah, I read yeah, it. Yeah, you read it? Yeah, I yeah. I can't remember where I first saw it, though. I think it, I think it's also a little bit embedded into pop culture, Plato's Cave. I think it is. It is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I can't remember so where I came many, across like, it. videos and films and so many... Um, I've seen a lot of sitcoms that bring it up a lot mm. in, like, the really? day-to-day jokes, yeah. Mm. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, oh, that's enough. cool. That's cool, that's cool. Anyway, yep, that's my gem today. That's the gem. Plato's Cave, written by... Plato. Apparently, so- <laughs> wasn't it someone called Plato. Oh, yeah. someone called Plato. Oh. Or some people called Plato. Wait, was it? Wait, it's part of it's <laughs> part of a dialogue oh, yeah. between Socrates and someone, isn't it? But it's part of Plato's Republic. So it's Socrates, <laughs> but it's really Plato. But it might actually be somebody else, basically. What? Everybody should read the Republic. The Republic's so long, though. I know, but you just read it's it. It's not that long. It's not actually not that long. It's is not it, War and Peace. Like Nine hundred and seventy-two pages. No, it's not. No, come on, you're lying. <laughs> the Republic. <laughs> A whole republic. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's I like I, I think it's like 350. Yeah, it looks like it. All right, cool. Let's move on to Messy Lip. So, Derek, yo, <laughs> what okay, is this? So, what is this book, please? So, listen, it's not a book. It's a short story. <laughs> this short story. It's called It's called Bartleby the Scrivener. Mm-hmm. Um, written by Herman Melville. It's basically the first short story that he ever wrote. Because before he was writing short stories, he was writing like um. He was writing adventure novels. Then he tried to write like novels with um, with kind of like a philosophical edge, but they didn't really do well. People really wanted to hear, read his swashbuckling stuff and whatever. So he decided to start writing short stories. This was the first one he wrote. It's very good, mm-hmm. short, concise. Has obviously loads of philosophical edges to it and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah, I just loved it. The, first, the thing is, I came across this. This is another story that's ingrained in pop culture. I first came across this watching a video by Slavoj Žižek and then he was just like talking about Bartleby and his, fav- his, his favourite mantra or whatever. And I was like, okay, this is... So I, typed, so I just typed in Google, I would prefer not to, and mm. then it came up and then that's how I read it. And then I was just like, wow, this is it's mm. really interesting. Okay. Really, really interesting. What do you think of the... Me? Yeah. Oh my God, it's the most boring shit in the world. <laughs> oh my I God. I swear to God. So here's the thing. It put the first... Before Bartleby got introduced, I was falling asleep. I was like... You didn't um, think the narrator was no, funny? No, no. And the descriptions of... Um, nippers. Nippers. Ginger. Ginger turkey. and turkey. I There was a part There was a part when, you know, one of them is happy in the afternoon and the other one is happy. It's like Dickens, you know, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I kind of like that part and I got what you're trying to say. But he... You know what? He writes, obviously, I think this was published in 1960, 1863? Something like that. Something like that. And I love 19th century lit, right? 19th century lit is my shit. So I got into the flow very quickly because I, I'm used to reading that type of writing. Mm. Um, so I got what he was trying to say, but I know so many other 19th century writers who wrote better than Melville. Mm. I, I was reading it. I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, and I also thought, so 
I don't know when we're going to start talking about the philosophical aspects of it, but I thought the philosophical aspects of it were very weak, mm. personally. And I was just like, this is so <laughs> oh, fucking... Like, it was just like, this is so boring and it's not making me think so I, 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 had, I, I had it and the thing is I had it I on, took it philosophically so I was like uh, What's, thing is, what I lesson it, am I learning do you know here? what I had it on audiobook right mm. and I think that, like the narration I have to say the narration was funny because there are parts of me when I was just like alright it's, it's, it's hilarious but the way it's written is very like um uh, what's the word what's the it's very similar what's that um book with the butler PG is it PG Woodhouse oh PG Woodhouse um Jeeves Jeeves yeah it was similar it was a similar rhythm to that. It I reminds felt. me of the Bronte sisters. Really? Yeah, really? I felt like it was a similar rhythm to that because I was like, it's just so, you know, like I meant no mischief, but did 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 when he went into look into uh, Bartleby's drawer, and I was oh, like, right, this okay. is so like. Do you like? I love the language. Things, but I've never, but I, I don't. But, but I feel like you guys really like the nineteenth century language when they in the literature. I like I, it when I, it's I, like, and that. I don't like it. I feel, it makes me feel dusty. What do you what? mean? Like it just, you know, it's just an aged language. Like it's just aged. It's not it's so aged. It's not and Shakespeare. It, it, no, no, it's not that aged. Yeah. But obviously it's just like, hmm. You know what? There's, the particular, writing... there's a particular way of getting the getting the understanding for the message and you don't was, get it. You yeah. don't get it until like halfway through the sentence. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I know what you, you mean. Know, if you, so you said someone's, oh, I meant no mischief, da, 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 and you're like, all right, fine. I didn't intend to You're, be it, sneaky it's to the, do it's it. It's the passive voice. It's, yeah, yeah, that's it's, it. I was going to say, it. but I was like, yeah. I was really confused why you liked it, Derek, because you don't like the passive voice. I love the passive voice in mm. writing. And I remember you don't, you, you're more active in the, what you read. Yeah, so I, I was very I surprised why you liked this. I don't like the passive voice in novels because this is a short, if this was a novel, I wouldn't be able to read it. Mm. Because it's a short story, I can I can take it. It's only like 50 pages. Mm. I couldn't read 250 pages of that. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes when, I think when the passive voice is used humorously, it's, it's amazing. It's good and I feel like Bartleby's funny and so it works for me mm. when you thought used... Bartleby was funny not Bartleby like himself book, book. oh short story. Melville okay when oh, it... the, the narrator's narrator. funny yeah when it comes to like like no offence when it comes to like Jane Austen you haven't read Jane Austen because I've tried to read Pride and Prejudice because I don't find it funny her oh, use of the passive quite voice serious, is just annoying it's quite a serious narration yeah it's just like ugh. I Get it, but you, I'm sure there's humorous bits in it because of. It's all humorous. I'm the sure way, there is, but I just. The way it, the way it just it's, it's not funny to the me. The first line it's, is the most humorous that it is. It's so funny. Yeah, the first line is like so iconic and hilarious. It is iconic, it, but it's just not funny. It is funny. It's like narrating what men want and what women want mm. in a very clean and concise way. And it's like, if you're a woman, you look but, at that and I'm like, ha, so, that's actually true. It's so true. artistic for that century. It's like, oh, it's so lofty and... Jane Austen. Get it? No, no, that, sent, that, that opening oh, line. Oh, the way it's, it's written. Like, like, I, could, I could just see her sitting at her desk and being like... No, but that's how oh, they wrote. That's how, like, oh. all, like... And that's what I mean. That's why I feel like yeah. it's just... Although so, I think then you might like the Bronte sisters um, mm. because they're very... They're not fancy at all. Oh, there they're, is. It's still quite passive, but it's still... Dry and mm. and uh, mm. bit, so a bit more active. What do we think about Bartleby then, the character? Because I was like, waste of a youth. <laughs> He's an icon. He's a an waste, actual. I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to. So I think he was asked by the narrator to do something. You know, what, I don't hate Bartleby. I hate the narrator. Oh, okay. Because the narrator was like, was you know, I, it was a typical. Can we just explain typical, what it actually is? Because nobody actually has. Right, Derek, said explain, what it is, Derek. You're the one who. Well, the story. So basically, yeah, the narrator is a lawyer. He's not a particularly exciting lawyer because he deals with law. I mean, he deals with like contracts and whatnot. So he has clients like that. And then he has obviously scribblers, people work in his office. Um, and then he hires somebody because he's work. He gets a lot more work. 
called Bartleby, employs him, sticks him in the corner, puts up a wall. The wall is important. Mm. Um, and then he's facing another wall out his window. And then he's like, basically, I don't know, Ray, if you've ever done this, when you... Actually, they probably don't do it now in law anyway, where they like, there's loads of different copies of stuff and they get someone to read one copy and then you go over another copy to make sure it all matches. Everyone does that. Oh, they still do it? We have proofreaders. I just thought there'd be another way to do it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he says, oh, Bartleby, come and, come and read this for me. And then Bartleby's like, I would prefer not to. Mm. And then he's like, blah, blah, are you moonstruck? Tries to get him to come in again. And he's just like, I would prefer not to. So basically, he cannot get Bartleby to do what he wants him to do. Mm. That's his phrase. I think I would prefer not to is on par with Quoth the Raven Nevermore for mm-hmm. the most famous phrases in literature, in Western literature, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. I don't think Western it's... uppity literature. Yeah, because it it's quite stuffy. Modern. <laughs> well, I would prefer stuffy. not to. I'd prefer not to. But then yeah. there was no, like... <laughs> I don't think it's that famous as you think. Yeah, cause I didn't, cause it is. I, I didn't think it was famous. Cause I was Even like, Juno Diaz has a, a, a section and he's reading, in This Is How You Lose Her, he's like, he says to his girl, do you want to do this? And he, she says, I will prefer uh, not to. And he's like, she battle beat me. Oh, do you remember? Yeah, yeah see, see now that makes from. sense to you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but <sighs> just discussing Bartleby, yeah. what is it about him that you like the fact that he doesn't, if he doesn't do something, if he, he, if he, he doesn't want to do something, he can just say, I don't want to do it. And yeah. he has no expectations. Because, you know Ray, didn't you? I find it interesting, the reaction between, of the narrator's reaction to him saying no. pisses me off. To him saying, he's like, what? Yeah, but like, he didn't I do it. You know what? You know like, what? It, 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 are it you moonstruck? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. For me, <laughs> it was, me, do you know sorry. what annoyed me? It was the admiration. He had this weird admiration for yeah. somebody who didn't. Who defied him. Who, exactly. And I thought that was very It was creepy. And it's what a lot of people do these days whereby they find somebody who's like you know does their own thing and isn't told like doesn't owe anybody anything and then they find this admiration and I'm just like what the fuck like they're just knobheads like they're not like no, this is a job on, that that person has to do yeah, no too easy. no he has something that he needs to do like you've you've been employed to do something like whether and then you're just going to be like I don't want to do it what are you doing Bartleby's a nihilist for me that was my reading of it mm. Bartleby's a nihilist He's, and it became clear to me when he says that he would stand and look at the brick wall for long periods of time do you know what I mean he, he was hardly eating he would just obviously get some ginger nuts from from the little boy sometimes and that and even the fact that when at the end when he goes to prison he's still just kind of just staring at the wall is that admirable it's, it's, it's basically just like what's the point yeah, I, what? It, do you know what I mean? Because obviously at the beginning, Bartleby was doing his work. Yeah. And then it just got to a point where he just, he obviously wasn't being doing what he was told. And then he just kind of stopped working altogether. He didn't want to move from where he was. He literally started sleeping in the office. And it was literally just kind of like, I can do what I want. And the thing is, what's funny is the narrator, even at some point, he's kind of just like, but what harm is Bartleby doing if he's here anyway? Mm. It's kind of like, I mean, do you know what I mean? To me, Bartleby is a complete nihilist. Just the whole, this, what's the point? Mm. Can't bothered. I would prefer, like he doesn't outright say no to anyone. I think that's important as well. He says, I would prefer not to. And then it's like, what, what do you say then? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do it. That's what for me, I was like, you're his employer. <laughs> mm-hmm. He but, needs to do the job. Otherwise fire him. Why are you, that, that, why are you not being efficient? Then, what's that, wrong with that you? It's that whole idea of being passive aggressive the, as pass- well. the passive resistance I and mean, also the passive aggression too it was like but the thing is but the like, thing is what? the narrator even Just says say. that the narrator even says that if Bartleby had shown some aggression any sign of being human then he would have been able to throw him out but because he was so 
calm because he was just so passive his resistance he didn't know what to do because do you know what I mean you have to react to something usually and he, there was nothing for him to react to with Bartleby mm. he was just mm-hmm. saying I'll, just, I'll prefer not to so you think that, that could never happen in nowadays though if, you were just, if someone was to ask you I'm just thinking when I used to work in the shoe shop and if the guy asked me to go and get in the a, shoes in a commercial and I said com- I prefer context, not to no but I, like in a social context totally happens I all prefer, the time I prefer not to but then somebody would. But then it's always this game of trying to convince somebody to do something, right? You just find somebody that can do it. I think it's just pointless. Trying to convince somebody to do or something like they being, don't want to do. Like I don't like being a nihilist is one thing. Working with a nihilist it's is another. another thing. Do you know what I mean? Like the man is not doing the job that he's there to do. Why is he still there? Mm. To me, I was like, okay, the narrator's just. But like, the narrator me. was so intrigued by him, though. It was that's so. The, and that's the problem. I'm like, so, there's like, nothing like, to like, be intrigued he even about. Took, even took to going through his drawer and oh, yeah. doing all these different. I was like, it, it turned him into some kind of. I felt sad for him, to be honest. Craziness. For um, Bartleby. I was like, I pitied him. It's like, it's not every because day. To, be, to just be like, well, <laughs> I just, I'm like. That's a bit but then sad. again, it is characterless as well. So that's just like what is actually going through his mind. Like to be to not stand for anything, to to, mm. to just be like, what's the point? That's yeah. very sad to me. Oh. But then he was. Hu- I think there was moments where the narrator kind of suggested that Bartleby wasn't human. But then little moments where he would take some food from Ginger Nut, but then give Ginger Nut some food showed yeah. that obviously he had an idea Compassion. of fairness. Exactly. Oh. So he was human after all. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I just think what. Like, um, have you read um, *De Profundis* by Oscar Wilde? Where he talks about his relationship with Lord Alfred Douglas, mm-hmm. and there's a phrase in there where he's like, "The tyranny of the weak over the strong," mm-hmm. and I feel like that captures that Bartleby's relationship with the narrator, because Bartleby's so weak and he pitied him so much. Bartleby then had kind of control over the narrator, yeah. and so therefore he he's then seemed like the weak one. Yeah. And that's how Oscar Wilde um, talks about his relationship with Lord Alfred Douglas, and that I think. This is why I'm jumping a little bit here. This is why I said that Bartleby's the Scrivener is kind of like a critique of Christian morality because mm. how far do you take that? I mean, do you know what I mean? How far do you take your kindness and your pity and your love thy neighbour and, you know, helping people when they're in need? How far do you take that? Mm. Is that a question you're This is a question, yeah. Oh, you're asking, I mean, asking, asking how far do we take it? Yeah, how far, as, as a, how far um, can you take your Christian compassion? I don't have Christian compassion. <laughs> well, your re- your religious <laughs> compassions then. I mean, I don't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If, if you, I mean, if it's one of them ones. It's like position, it's, it's, it's it's a difficult thing because you are we looking at it from a perspective of um, we're in this society where they where you have to be protective of what you have, and like a lot of the time, you're protective of your money, your your property your self how much compassion and you got to be very careful of how much you give out kind of but thing. that's what I'm saying that goes against the Christian doctrine doesn't it because you must care for people do you know what I mean yeah. you, can't, you can't be too selfish and too self-centred so that it goes against so that's actually really weird did you see that hoodie that was tweeted around the other day and it was like Jesus died for your sins but I wouldn't die for you niggas or something like that and that was like, <laughs> that's that was like in China I was like I get where they're coming from. It was funny, but I, mean, I was like, I, I get, I get where they're coming from because what you would die for people because if, if you're, because, if you're because you because because I feel like there's this element of saying that Jesus wasn't human. What do you mean, Jesus wasn't human? In that most humans wouldn't do that. But, th- but this is why we aspire to be him. That's why we try to be Christ-like in yeah. everything that we do. And how many people would give their life 
in the way that he did, in the way that we were told that he did. Like, we, obviously, we, yeah, none I mean, of us can be sure. Well, there's, there's many martyrs in history, Alex. There's many, many, many martyrs in history. Mm-hmm. Many people who die for their religion. A lot of people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's loads. So, at the end of the but day, the thing, I think I'm, that... I'm always sceptical about how the story was told to us and how we portrayed, how we how he portrayed the story. Do you see what I mean? What, the Christ? Like, um, not even the Christ, just of, just of the martyrs and of mm. the kind of, the context that they give us about it. I think that it was, um, there was one story, I can't, I can't pinpoint who it was. Mm. Was it Catherine or something? But I know that the story wasn't... What are we talking about? Just martyrs. No, we're going to bring oh. it back. We're going to bring it back, we're going to bring it back. But I'm just like, and I know that the story wasn't 100% what we're told yeah but that's like yeah yeah yeah. what I'm saying so like but because she's more or less they could trace her back to be like well this wasn't this this isn't what happened when it comes to you know Christ and trying to do the whole you know over compassion and trying to do the Christian compassion thing Mm -hmm. it's like what are we trying to do are we are we doing enough just to make us feel comfortable but then, because but that's, because that's us being thing. human is going to be like no, but I, I think I think when people say we're human, I think yes, we're human, but that doesn't stop us from aspiring to be a certain way. Like the narrator, he's human. He has thoughts of killing Bartleby, and obviously he remembers the famous story on Wall Street where the guy killed his his mate or whatever, and then he's like that sobered him up, and he remembered the words from the Bible and was like, the words saved him mm. from killing Bartleby. Do you get me? So he's he's human as well, but he's still aspiring to be. Christ-like to be a good Christian do you know what I mean and I'm saying that when we're acting like that how far do we take it so at what because he was even like I can't call the police on Bartleby either I can't get him arrested I can't do this can't do this how far do we t- he even offered to bring Bartleby back to his crib yeah like you look, come and live with me yeah and I'm just saying and again that's like the tyranny of the weak over the strong and then the strong seem like the weak ones but how far do you take it at what point do you say I can't I can't help you anymore I can't. You need to help yourself. When you like, Ray, at what point do you say no? I mean, you're probably asking the wrong person. <laughs> I know, but she won't say no. At the She's going to be like, no. that's Bartleby's personal problem. <laughs> that's your personal problem. You're fired. No, <laughs> no. I'm very compassionate. I'm actually very compassionate. Like, bad bitch me is just a front. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'm, I'm literally, I'm always trying to help people, honestly. My best friend, shout out Anne. She's always telling me, Ray, stop trying to change and help these N-word. Okay. Um, and so I'm, I am I would totes like take Bartleby home because like he's, it's, you know what? It's not the fact that he's encroaching on my space. Um, it's more what I want to deal with is that nihilism that Derek was talking about. Is that emptiness, which I, I feel is emptiness because that does not come out of, that isn't um, a thing that is separated from everything else. It's, it has a cause. And I think if you sit down to to talk about that emptiness, that's when things can get, get more interesting mm. because a lot of the times I think people who are like, oh, you know, like, what's the point? Uh, maybe I'm being a bit intellectually uh, snot, like, being an intellectual snob, but I don't think they've thought about things properly because other things are affecting them. Like they think, well, I've looked at everything and I've come to this conclusion that nothing is worth it. Mm-mm. But I feel like they there is something missing, whether it's a certain type of love, whether it's a certain type of relationship, whether it's belief, whether it's hope, whether it's anything that keeps people alive in their loopy dreams. Do you know what I mean? And I think nihilistic people have this uppity sense of you all believing in these things that are not tangible but 
who is to say who is right? Mm, I don't. I don't think pure nihilists don't don't really they don't really try and force their opinions on other people. No, no, it's not like forcing that. it. It's or more even, so just looking at the two. But then it's also like they reserve their judgment as well. They don't really. They, really. I yeah, I know I, a lot I, of people who don't. From what from what I've read, anyway, is and it's strange though because you know F. Scott Fitzgerald's got this quote. It says, "Reserving judgment is a matter of infinite hope." Right? Is it? Um, huh? Is it? This is what he says, isn't it? So if you mm-hmm. if you, but obviously this is like you can relate that to the narrator because mm-hmm. he res, he tries his hardest to reserve judgment from Bartleby. He doesn't mm-hmm. come to any firm judgment, and that's what keeps him hoping that Bartleby will leave or mm. Bartleby will change his mind and actually start but I think work. they like I think they already have they have not reserved judgment they've already given up they've already they have this emptiness I don't think they're searching for anything and I think maybe you will say that oh if they have totally given up then they'll just totally off themselves and die but I don't think that's the case mm. I, I think, don't know I, I, I think I think I don't think the I don't think the final conclusion of 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 nihilism is 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 suicide but okay yeah, that's yeah. not the final conclusion but what is then if you can come if you come to the conclusion <laughs> that nothing is worth it if you come to the conclusion that this, this is all like a sham essentially in a, in a very you know I can't really explain every like, whole of the nihilistic movement mm. properly but if you come to that conclusion what is what is the consequence I prefer not to <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean like I can't I, I would yes but not. that preference who taught you that preference and where where did you get that preference from and from have you been in this it's weird because you say that Bartleby was empty but I think that he just came to the conclusion that the world was empty that, that, that nothing, that nothing but, was necessary no, but, but in turn, in turn I feel like Bartleby was empty he just wanted a crib mate why was he there like, <laughs> the thing is he might, he might have started off imagine, like, imagine applying for a job to be set to be like I prefer not and to maybe that wall really like Maybe that wall, just because that's think what he wall, was yeah. looking he at. He was looking at the wall. Yeah. Was, a wall was put in front of him, so yeah. he was cut off from his from boss. From everything. And, and that, yeah, I think that was a big thing that illustrated my my idea of... He, he, he didn't have that vision to be able to see anything else because he was so in... Everything was blocked. But then also Scared work as well. You need to think about... This is what I was going to ask about how... Does work kind of engender that that indifference in people that not nihilism I, I won't go that far but dull work repet- I mean they say repetition kills you do you know what I mean if you keep doing the same thing over and over again eventually you're going story gonna, time you're going to become numb are you not so when one summer mm. when I was broke I yeah. still am broke but still <laughs> um, we, um, I did like I worked in a factory <laughs> once just Ooh. like just like packing glasses like glasses frames and it was like oh guys Alex has like these new glass frames which really bring out his eyes and I really love them because I hated his old um, uh, um, frames and now he's looking man. like this wholesome black man oh thank it's you beautiful and you've you got you. waves did you wear a durag to bed I, don't, I always wear a durag to bed but these are just natural waves <laughs> Anyway, okay. I was. Um, Derek, do you wear do you like to bed? Absolutely not. I don't care about waves. I realise. I don't <laughs> care about waves. And don't forget, I'm bald. I'm, I'm balding in the middle. Bald. But it's so bad with your hair being on. Anyway. Go on. Correct. Of course, Sorry. Alex wears a do and Derek do. doesn't. <laughs> I don't wear a head tie because I was never taught to and I was like I feel like I'm going against so anyway, many so I was doing I was, packing, I was packing glasses frames and it was for ages okay. and it was like when you're around people that are just constantly doing monotonous jobs all the time you see them they do it they're doing it full time I'm on agency work like I was thinking I was bored after an hour but obviously I was, I was there for eight hours and I was like I think that's where I did want to say I prefer, I prefer not to do, do this yeah. or do that but money 
talks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I could. But then when I look at the people that were there for like 45 hours, 40 mate. hours a week or whatnot, mate, mate. they were like proper just, yeah, going to do this, going to do this, pack it like that, fold it like this, throw it in the box. And they were just doing that over and over again. Yeah, and I just, not that with that enthusiasm. And, and like, I mean, some of them were. Some of them really? were really enthusiastic. And but I'm just they like... They had to put that but, on board. I, but you know what I mean? That's nothing to say about what they, they're doing because it just wasn't for me. But I'm just like... I can get why he would probably think this is just all pointless, this is all meaningless. You know, I'm actually you know I mean? I'm actually here just to be paid. Can I just you be know, paid and yeah. go? Especially with, the, I, with the, ob- ob- the obsession. I think the the subtitle to this is, I think it's called A Wall Street Tale or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't so understand. I think it's, it's a, obviously a critique, I think, of like capitalism and the obsession with more and money and whatnot. And it's interesting it's that too- when he tries to offer Bartleby money, Bartleby's just kind of like, I don't want them peas. He's like, when he drops money on the floor, Bartleby returns the money to him. So clearly he's not motivated by money. Mm. He's not motivated by food. Do you know he what I mean? To what- set him up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He tries to set him up. So it just, it just becomes clear that he's just, I guess he's kind of disillusioned with the world. And he just thinks, I would rather stare at this brick wall in front of me <laughs> than, do you know what I mean? Than, than chat to you, man. Than whatever. You know, work is... Work. It's not meant work to be is a scam. Yeah, it is a scam. Because I, 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 when I think about like how I think about mostly lit all the time, and I don't get bored. Like in the weekend, every opportunity I speak to somebody, somehow like I will just sneak it in there. So how are you? Well, mostly lit, <laughs> and it's some. It's like a passion project, right? Mm. It's something that you love, mm. and 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 you know, I, I don't know. Like, does do people actually like? Some people, like actually, some, some people love. Some people, are, some people. I is mean, it like a passion project? Most, most jobs, are, most jobs are depending on the job. Especially if it's, for example, I need know the media. So in that, a lot of them are vocations. For example, if you if you're a teacher, or of some kind of guess what time is yeah, like fulfilling. Yeah, like yeah. vocational. I like roles. my job sometimes. Yeah, you're just like yeah. Like, this is my corner. This is what I meant to. This is what I meant to do. There's some people that are really down to be doctors and down to be lawyers, down to be journalists, down, and they and you'll see them thrive because that's what that's they find. That's yeah. what they find as they're calling. There are some people that are in these spaces and they're like, well, this is okay, but I know I want to be doing this. But, but Bartleby has here, no alternative. That's, um, that's what I'm yeah. saying. He's like, but, He's but, thing, like, but we don't know much about Bartleby because he, all he says is, I prefer not to. But we don't know much about him. It's just a perspective of. I think I really the, thought like this Melville was pointless. Was yeah, Melville was highlighting that. I just, I couldn't. Yeah. As in. But then I guess that's the point as well. It shows you how pointless. I, I guess not. Yeah, life work. I mean, it all. I mean, I was reading something and they were like, Bartopi's a revolutionary. You made me waste eight re- pounds. They was like, he's a revolutionary. He's 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 the embodiment of like of resistance. Resistance to social norms, nah. resistance to work. Re- re- resistance to social <laughs> norms in a way in terms of work, but the narrator. No. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. No uh, Bartleby's going to be running these streets and these corporate <laughs> roads. If man, but do you know what I mean? Trying to. I think he just tried to highlight the absurdity of, of it all. Of it all. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's what I think he does that very well. I think at the end of the day, when yeah. he, when the narrator's kind of like just losing his mind, trying to he's trying to fight rationally with something that is irrational. Bartleby mm. is irrational. What he stands for, what he does, and then the narrator's really racking his brains. How can I do this? I can do this. I can do that, and just nothing. Yeah, that works. to me was ridiculous. I'm like, yo, like, why are you stressing yourself here? My man isn't. But this is what people do, though, isn't yeah. it? They try to, you know, they try and approach something that that is an irrational conclusion mm. through rational means and it's just never going to work um, but yeah I thought I, th- I don't know I really thought I, I wish I could have explored the Christian elements more because there's a lot of Christian stuff in the, in the short story yeah, no, yeah. those of course from the Bible references to Cain and Abel but then again it's like the time the time in which it was written mm. there would be references to the Christianity wouldn't there because I mean like Why? the time in which it was written like the 19th century no not it was all Christian but I feel like it was more ingrained in the culture than it is now do you see what I mean especially British yeah, culture but I think I, I like think Herman more... Melville is known to be very he's very careful in what he writes he's very precise he knows what he's putting into a story so I don't think anything slips in there through subconscious I think if it's there he's, he's put it there on purpose do you know what I mean this is what I've, I've read of Herman mm. Melville mm. I think this is a short story I think that lacks Obviously, it's very superficial in that it doesn't go deep in people's characters. I think maybe that's why I didn't really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it was basically touched. He touched lightly on. Bartleby's. Yeah, so that you it was can just the narrator know. from. And then you don't really know much about the narrator. You don't know much about um, the other like clerks. The three characters. In, yeah, yeah they're just there that. for decoration. Yeah, and I, I, and I think that, that's yeah. and it, that's what I yeah it lacked. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, it didn't pull me because there wasn't a lot of characterization it was essentially trying to look at the absurdity of the world through Bartleby and his complete disregard for anything uh, normal that you have to do and like but you say it's normal you, you you say it's normal to wake up and go to work and do the same thing over and over again I don't think that's, that's I don't think that's normal well that's it, what the world thinks is normal if it, if it was normal there wouldn't be such society, high rates of people yeah. suicide because of work work related stress yes These but normal wouldn't... as in not right normal as in that is what the, the society in which we live in are doing and if he says no to that then he's going against the grain and he has a point then he's, he's right in a way do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's I don't know if he's so right. About, I just think he, he's had enough. Yeah. I don't think it's right because he could have done other things or, or he could have tried to, um, we could have found an alternative because he's not pre- representing what is right. He's represented just saying no to that regime, mm. I mm. think. I think it's, it's interesting though as well. Like if we look at Bartleby, like 
passive resistance. You could then say that resistance essentially is beaten down to the point where it just shrivels and dies and then there's nothing left. Because mm-hmm. this is what happens to him. He ends up in prison and then he's obviously tucked up in a ball and then he just dies hungry because mm-hmm. he refuses to eat as well. Do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I, you could look at it like that. He is passive, he has, he has passive resistance, mm-hmm. but that just never You'd gets You never thought that he had any mental illnesses? People say he had depression, but that's too easy, isn't it? I mean... He could have. Yeah, he could have. He could like, have I do think that there was something there because to refuse to eat, yeah. even that's... Some people have said that he he was an anorexic. Hmm. Because well. he did, yeah, like, he had, like, a bit of cheese somewhere. and. Hmm. How so. far do you think we should kind of push and resist when it comes to conventional and social norms? Convention. You know... All the way. Okay. Mm. Don't you think? No. I think so. <laughs> All the way, like... How I, I I resist everything by that is, impulse. That is ridiculous. And then I then I think about it and or decide maybe think about it to. beforehand. Why would I accept something straight away? Of course, I should resist it first, then think no, about but it. In, or, in, no, or, you, or you can pause. Yeah, but just, pausing is resistance because I'm stopping it. No, it's not. No, it it's is. not. Then you would have then you would have said. I pause first. Yeah, resistance is a no. And then resist. You said you you resist. But yeah. you do then think exactly about it because because no. everything is oncoming. So therefore, for me to even say pause, that is resistance. Nah. Bartleby saying I would prefer not pause. to is is resistance. It's passive resistance. He's not pushing back. Mm. He's stopping. He's pausing. That's what I'm saying. Mm. And you, you, there's still resistance. I, I, know, it's, I know it's resistance. I'm saying. With regards to like decision making and the method, stuff, it's the method. Like it's the method in which you go to. People, you can literally just stop. Yeah. and just think and you stopping because it's not like somebody is coming to you straight away to be like yes or no do you know what I mean you're not saying you're, if like resisting will be like no mm-hmm. pausing will be like oh wait a minute let me think about it it's really that simple no resistance isn't saying no yeah. always no. it is no I mean, always I mean, that's, it's, that's pushing, it's pushing it's pushing back so no, it, I mean, I don't, the, the, I way, the way, so. the way the way I would have seen it was that I probably would have I would have said I would have tend to pause and look at things and be like okay personally for me I feel like with social norms and you know straying from I the want grain, to go this direction um, I think it's resistant. very important for the way for the world to develop for there to be resistance mm-hmm. in every aspect because that is the only way in which um society and um, the world can evolve. We are always faced with an a social idea all the time and there will always be groups of people who will always resist and I feel to have that is absolutely important because therefore you're always questioning how your world is moving forward. You're always questioning the world that you live in. You're always questioning people and the regime that you're living under and, and it's, it's actually imperative to have it. However, I do think that from that resistance comes um, a conclusion right and when that conclusion is thought about and solidified if then you're like i'm just going to disagree but then we've already had this disagreement we've talked through it and we've come to this conclusion which we think is great that conclusion may change over a period of time but to be constantly like and not thinking that's my issue i don't like people who resist who are not thinking they just resist for the sake of resisting which i think is invalid what i'm saying is is that you you stop you pause you resist and then you think and then come to a conclusion and also i know you say that it's good to have people who are always you know resisting or challenging the status quo it's only but that's essentially what yeah. I'm saying. Uh. It's 
only people who are under the boot who do that. It's people, when when society benefits everybody, when things are going well and nobody is kind of like troubled. We've by, never had that. But, but what I'm saying is that who's never troubled. But what I'm saying, but in the world that we're living in, us in this, you know, we're quite comfortable compared to other places. Yeah. So there are things that you're if, not. If we. If you have to challenge even things that benefit you, that's what I'm trying to Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Even if you're comfortable, you still have to think, hmm, a lot of the things that we believe and that have like are in our lives, we've literally accepted passively. We haven't even realized. But you're- so in order for me, in order for me to understand my own position, yes, there are some things I have to pause. And I, actually there are some things I have to kind of reject because I haven't had the opportunity to think about them. Yeah. I've just had to accept but them. But you are thinking about but them. But you don't need to reject them. You of can course just, I do. No, you can literally just think. Like it's not a, it's not a. I must reject it, and then I have to think about it. It really doesn't work that way. It does. Nobody, work that nobody's way. coming to you to be like, do you believe in this thing? Not and you're like, gonna be like, like no, I'm, I don't. When you haven't even thought about it, so I'm come talking on. about ideas. Like just the way, look, Descartes said, in order for you to really have a good understanding of where you are in the world and reality, you have to throw out all of the apples because if there's one bad apple yeah. it will affect the rest mm-hmm. that's resistance throwing out all the apples is resistance and then thinking and then accepting mm-hmm. one by one I think that's the way to do it I honestly that's the way to do it and this is why people my issue is you can put a sieve fam okay you don't need to throw out everything and be like as I, you're, I think what we're doing is getting in, involved and getting mixed up with the mechanics of how you um, accept and and throw away knowledge okay we can we don't have I don't have to be like I don't agree with this guys and then think about it. Oh, and now I do agree with it. But that's how. No, that, but that, I mean, okay, that's, that's how you can look at it. Fine. You know, but with me, I'll it. be like, hmm. But let they, me think about no, it. No, but you know, for me, if some, oh, if something yes. came to me that I didn't yeah. agree with. I didn't look, that was that was a bit funny to me. I'd be like, hmm. Let me think about it. That's a bit odd. But obviously, if you don't feel like it's good, and if it's if it's obvious to you and your body, or to me in my mind or whatever, I'm be like, mm, no, well, no, that's a threat or something, a natural human reaction. Yeah, you get that. Certain yeah. But then if you are, but then, you know, if you're looking at, for example, you know, there's been this big discussion about capitalism and um, about all these different other, you know, hierarchies or whatnot. Mm. People are thinking about these things, mm-hmm. looking at these structures and then saying, right, I reject that structure. Why do I reject that structure? Because X, Y, and Z. Yes, but... That's what I'm but saying what I'm about saying is that thinking, you don't... Re- you don't, you don't just come out of nowhere and reject everything yeah, and then be like, well... Course, but you must because... No, because that means mustn't. That means you're actually living, you're, you're living your life in accordance to something you've passively accepted. But I in, just feel like in that's order a process. For you, in order for you to properly think about it, you need to reject it. Otherwise, because you've accepted I it... I think it's rejection, your, your rejection is saying saying I don't agree that's not what I think like for me it shouldn't be I don't agree because you haven't you don't know you haven't made up your mind you haven't thought about it mm. With, uh, what I'm saying is think about it not but saying I, no, no, I don't you're, no, no, agree you're words in my mind. I didn't say I automically say I don't agree but that's I, what you're saying you're rejecting I'm, it I'm saying I'm but that's not me saying that. That's me saying to stop. I don't really want to. So we're if, talking about the same thing. Or yeah. if something. Yeah, now we're talking about the same thing. Or I'm thing saying if before. something. Yeah. If I've accepted something passively and I haven't realized, and then I rethink that and be the, like, okay, I need to reject this. Now we're on the same page. Yeah. But, but this is what I've been saying no, in the not. beginning. No, because you've been oh, saying to say no. I don't. Just, I don't agree with this. But I'm like, but you haven't really thought about it. But we come. We Listen can't. back, I didn't say that. But no. rejection, that's what rejection means. Rejection is to just you say said you no reject to everything it. and then yeah, you... That's, no, but like, that's why Apple's thing. But I've been saying I don't believe that rejection means pushing something away. It means you can stop it from coming so anywhere you're near pausing you. Or to think if you've passively it. accepted it, you can then reject it. The okay. two things are different and that's what I'm saying. Okay. So, but anyway... Well, yeah. I mean, when we... Okay, I was actually talking about work though. Like when you get to... <laughs> like, because that's kind of where I was going with it because of Bartleby, but... Like, 
it's like how when you're in when you're in a job when you're in a when you're in a position like that that's actually affecting your everyday life because you know if you if you mess up your job you mess up your money if you mess up your money you mess up your lifestyle mm. and so on and so on and so forth and so much comes about it like how how do how would we end up going about changing those kind of structures or changing like what that how how we work in these kind of particular money places. monetarily because working is a very hard I think mm. to do it um, but I think I think more on an ideological level so ideologically say for example something simple like religion I think it's very important that everybody who either has is um, brought up and born in a religion to at some point in their lives stop and think okay do I actually believe in this? Um, let me research, let me question, and then come to a conclusion that fits them. Mm. I think that's very important because it's so many people will say, oh, I'm Christian, I'm Muslim, I'm this by name or by, by, by culture, by the way that they've been brought up. And I think it's, it's, I think it's wrong. I think you need to really research and, and, and know what it is that you're putting your belief system on mm. so, so that you can come out on the other side and be like, you know what? Yes, I am Muslim. Yes, I am Christian. Or you know what? No. Or you know what? I don't, I don't know. Or because I've, I've looked it around and it's not for me. I think it's very important. Same with ideas and like honest to God, before uni, I wasn't a feminist. I used to think that people who discuss a lot of women things were just like annoying because I'm like, oh my God. And that was only because I was in like school, all the topics would be like, all right, let's do a gender question. I was like, why? <laughs> Honestly, it was only until I studied that I'm like, yo, like this There's is, do you know you what I mean? And I question and now it's like part of every structure in, in, in which I view the world. Yeah. And I think, so ideologically what you believe is very vital for you to question and for you to understand and that varies from person to person it varies from person to person but i think i think in this age you have no excuse to not to because like phones are f- internet cafes are 50p an hour they still you know do what? that everybody doesn't have, everybody yet. doesn't have to agree you know and i think that that's just one of them things people don't have to agree with you what agree in not being ignorant to you I think I think we're also so, we're kind of I think we're kind of so, mistaking information for actually understanding and knowledge. Like if, if yeah. you know people are like, oh, Google's free just because you Google something and you read the information. No, it's like analyzing mean, that information and seeing whether yeah, you but, have the critical but people understanding. Don't, people don't do that. But well, that's, they, they yeah, read people, it and yeah, people use it do it. When make, people say Google's free, they're not saying go and do a critical analysis. They, they say Google's free. They say so go that and you read can, the information. So you can read the information and so you can come back and agree with me. Exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, who, but, who are you people friendly? But people, I don't say this, but this is what people, this is what people do. That's trash. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you know what I mean? You can go read up. But anyway, Anyway, let's move on. Mostly flicks. So, okay. Oh, two mostly ways, flicks. Two, yeah. two, two things here. I didn't watch now, that damn film. Midnight you special. You didn't watch the movie. Midnight special. It was yesterday. You said. I've, I've, I've mid, watched. Mid, it's mid, a movie. Mid, it's like an hour mid, and a half. Midnight special. Mm. It's on Netflix, guys. Go check it out. But we were going to do the MCU. But we could do towards the end because obviously it's next week. It's this week. Is this What's week? that? Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Infinity War comes out this week, basically. Yeah, this week, Thursday. So yeah. guys, get your tickets and go. But guys, briefly, so briefly, briefly, quickly before the midnight special, yeah. I don't know why you didn't like it. I didn't like the film. I thought that it was I, they were they were no believable characters. Is I it even, sci-fi? Yeah, sci-fi. Yeah. And then when I saw Cameron, I like sci-fi. is it Cameron? No, Cameron Diaz. Kirsten danced again. No, like, that witch. No, I'm not like, watching it. 
I was like, Kirsten Dunst, yeah, you again. guys are ridiculous. I didn't really, I just didn't really. Midnight Special is Midnight, one of the Midnight best. Specials about it. some, don't embarrass yourself. Midnight Special is about some alien kid. Don't He's not an alien. Yourself. I don't know. We'll go we'll explain the story. You're really going to say the, one of the best. You're really going to Midnight Special is one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's top ten because people agree, but Back to the Future. It's what I don't really like. Back to the Future. I don't like Back to the Future what? either. I don't understand what? the hype of that stupid. I can't. I don't really like Back to the Future. But Midnight Special is just. I love that just, trilogy, guys. It's amazing. Like the, upset me. I think the boy is like. I personally think the boy is kind of like a Christ. It's, it's like a Christ. He's like a Christ-like. Figure. What is with you and Christianity in this today's episode? Well, I don't know. Just, but that's what it is anyway. That's why I think. And he's not. He's not an alien because he lives on Earth. He just lives on a different plane of existence. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit mad so still. this little boy, a cult has him, and he can kind of. Oh, you don't ruin it, please, because I. I okay, I'm not going to ruin it. But anyway, yeah, I do believe the child is Christ-like. Um, the end is amazing. I just, you didn't like the acting. I thought Michael Shannon was amazing in that I movie. just didn't like it. I mean, it was intense. It was... It was. It was intense. You know, it had all of that suspense. That, <gasps> but exactly. I was just very much like... I. Can we stop but, watching space but, films? But I'm not a huge um, sci-fi buff. Do you see what I mean? No, I don't think you need Sci-fi be. becomes quite cumbersome. What? To me, when I watch what it. What sci-fi have you watched? Right, thank you, Ray. Give me a list of... Okay, have Interstellar. you watched Interstellar? Oh, Interstellar. Interstellar is cumbersome. Wait, have you watched Interstellar? We did watch it for the show. No, we? did you actually watch yeah, it? Yeah, I did watch it. And I found it cumbersome. It is cumbersome, but it's still I tried cool. my best. And okay, I was like... But it was a, 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 a bloody amazing it's an It's work. a good film. But what do you mean cumbersome? I just found it. It was it, it, a lot. It, it is amazing. It's, it's a lot. I found that. I found that sci-fi is really I think intense. What really lets Interstellar down is the dialogue. The dialogue is absolutely whack. Mm. Like it's really silly sometimes, <laughs> and there's too much explaining. Yeah, but there needed to be explaining because you know dumbasses go and watch these but films and they don't do, know. But you can do it better than the way they did it. Their ex- explanation. What you want? You want it to be like some next Star Wars? <laughs> not, uh, even, not even like they just have. To, just don't make it so obvious that you're explaining things to me because it's, it's just I like, quite like that stuff. I hate that. We I really went to like watch. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you couldn't make it, Ray, but we went to watch Rampage on um, Thursday. Who? Rampage. Oh, the 4DX. At, at the 4DX at Tinderworld because oh. you couldn't make it. I actually went. could have. Oh. Then I realised it was too late. The 4DX is oh. sick. The 4DX is, is great. Is this the chair that moves? Yeah, it's like doing it's all this more stuff. than just a chair that moves. No, my friend went to watch it. It's like, it was like it was so annoying because she wanted to concentrate and it's just moving. But like, you're, like, like, you're, you proper, you're proper with everything. Like you're yeah, but there that's with annoying. It. Fam, we but, watched the Infinity War trailer in the 4DX. Fam, it was so fucking sick. Yeah, I'm definitely good. watching the Infinity War in 4DX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking sick, man. Um, seriously. Rampage, Rampage on the other hand, the eh. film with Dwayne Johnson and Naomi Harris. Is it Naomi Harris? I think so. Yeah. And, um, oh yeah, that's Naomi Harris. Naomi Harris. She's English, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, British. Yeah. Um, British, yeah. British and she's so, just yeah. like, hmm, like the film wasn't great. It was <laughs> like it's like a B movie. Have you ever seen like Sharknado or or Piranhas or oh no something ridiculous like that? But it's a it's a it's a Hollywood B movie, so the special oh, effects okay. are good. But it's just it's so ridiculous. I quite like, like corny shit like that sometimes on a nice yeah. Sunday morning. I think you'd I think you'd probably like it because it's about you know Dwayne Johnson. He's got this friend, the 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 gorilla, the albino oh, gorilla. Oh, I've seen the advert. The advert. Oh, that yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. know he's silly because you know when he's like, of course the wolf flies. It's like even I was like, yes. I think they the know wolf. that it was a silly film. <laughs> yeah. They're just getting their paper. But it's very big, big money. Like there's a lot it's of a, money. It's a blockbuster yeah, it's a blockbuster. Yeah, blockbuster film. Blockbuster film. But I mean. Again, another sci-fi film that was just like that's not Rampage sci-fi. sci-fi. Was it not? No, it's just well, no, it's, it, it, it's no. Come on, because it it's not sci-fi. It is because because what makes the animals grow is science fiction, basically. You know, with me, it's so weird. I always think if it, if I'm not in space, it's not sci-fi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Literally. Would you say any of the MCU is sci-fi? I would say that's sci-fi and fantasy. 
Some of it is science sci fi. It is sci fi. Sci fi fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Why it's not? superhero. It's superhero. That's how I put it. Oh. I put it in superhero. Oh. But then you have to think about the way the way in which they acquire their powers is science fiction based. Because, you know, everything about Tony Stark is science fiction. Best, yeah. Well, most of the things about him actually is science fiction. Mm. Um, Jarvis is now, we call, we call our Jarvis Alexa. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, I re- eventually houses will have like their Alexa. In. I think there are some houses in America that are completely oh, smart, controlled by smart houses. By smart Alexa, houses. Yeah. I really want it. Actually, do I? Everything's connected, so when one thing shuts down, everything's shut down. Yeah, and then if they want to do that just... to your system and burglars, oh, you're gone. I want to have a panic room. <laughs> Why? Because I know I'm gonna make it in this life, and people are gonna be coming for my neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah speaking of Marvel I just watched Doctor Strange yay and I love Doctor Strange did you I think of it's course one of, you did I think he's one of my favourites it was so you of course you would favorite. like Doctor Strange it was just everything that I needed you know there's a film I need to rewatch it because I fell asleep I never told anyone this what? I fell asleep at the end of um, Doctor Strange so I actually don't know what happened in the end really yeah Sick. I love Doctor Strange. My, one of my favourite. I think Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie. I liked Winter Soldier. I, don't, um, I liked Winter Soldier. I prefer Civil War. To yeah, I prefer Civil War. Like, yeah, I, I, I love Civil War. I, pref- Civil War. I liked Winter Soldier just because of the story. <laughs> yeah, it's Follow good. Story. It's, it's a standalone movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, I, I actually, like, the first, like, the, the, the first, first Avenger first was... Avenger like, was I, I like thought, that as well. I thought it was needed, You need... Okay, I'm not I like, I, I liked all of the Captain America movies. Really? For me, Captain America was, like, one of my least favourites until... Winter Soldier was okay, but for me, I loved Civil War. Like, I remember walking out of Civil War, like, tingling. Like, how I watched uh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, for me, not MCU, sorry, mm. like, Diversion. Like, when I walked out, I was like, holy shit. Really? Yeah, I love, I bloody... Dark, I think Dark Knight's better than... Lo- really, I prefer Dark... Because I don't really like the Joker. But Joker, Dark Knight is just the... I think that movie is incredible. I don't like the Joker. Movie. Dark Knight Rises is I the like Joker one, love isn't it? Bane. No, that's Bane. Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. So Dark Knight is with um, the Joker. Joker yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But MCU, um, what are you guys excited to see? I w- with um, I Avengers. I, I've heard I that Captain Marvel is in... <laughs> Infinity War. Shut up. Because I watched the I watched the interview with the Russo brothers and they were like, yeah, you know, we've got this person in and we've got Captain Marvel. What? And then I was like, what? This, they what? said it like, but when he said it, one of the Russo brothers looked over like, am I allowed to say that? Like he looked over like, is that cool that I've said that Captain Marvel's in? But it's That's too late not now. cool. But even when- we don't know. But Why did you, you go, do that, Derek? When you go on Rotten, Tomo- when you go on Rotten Tomatoes and it on... tells you the cast, yeah. Brie Larson is there and she plays Captain Marvel. She's coming. So I mean, they have to it. like put like introduce her somehow. They will so, yeah, they have to be a yeah. short. And this, she's the strongest person in the um in the universe. of all of the no, apart of all the Avengers, she's oh, the strongest. Avengers. Really? She's stronger than Thor. I think she's strong, stronger than Thor. I mean, I don't really Yeah, Captain Marvel's really strong. Okay, so I'm trying to think I really about... don't like Brie Larson. Yeah, I, I don't know Larson. who she is. You don't like don't, oh, I don't know who she is. You don't like Brie Larson. I always find it funny that she's named after cheese. It's interesting. What, Brie? Brie, Brie. I love Brie. I always found that strange. I love Brie. Well, okay, so... Yeah, what are you I've, looking forward to? So watched, I mean, you've only just... I've only just kind of like... How many have you... I don't know what... I'm, I, just, I, just really, I really just want to know about the... I just want to know more about the Infinity Stones and just trying to figure can I, can out... Can I break it down for you? Uh, you can, but I, I have kind of got my yeah, idea. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but obviously... Well, but they, just, they tell you, they told us in that 20 minute section. Yeah, 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 they did They did explain it, but I'm just like, okay, so the Infinity Stones, I'm trying to get my head around it. So I'm trying to work my way backwards from that point. So I've seen most of them. I haven't, I've only seen one Thor. I've seen all the, I've seen all the Captain Americas. I've seen the Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians 1. Guardians of the Galaxy Why? 1. Trash. I, 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 like, I mean, I like that. It's just lighthearted. It's just the more lighthearted ones out of all of them, but it's necessary, right? You should watch two as well. It's good. Yeah, because it's necessary to have... Cause you, you, need to know where, you need to know where that Infinity yeah, Stone is, Yeah, you need right? to know, but it's more so like... And I'm interested... Infinity Stone in two. 
Not in two, but in the, in one. In it's one in, it's in nowhere, to, isn't it? The thing is, what I don't like is, um, obviously, I'm not really a comic comic person. Mm-hmm. So, when I when I first started with the first like the first couple of films, the Infinity Stones weren't, weren't something that I was looking out for. It was mm. something at the back of my head. So I had to like going back. I'm like. Oh, because yeah. it's not something that they highlighted properly. It, it didn't really say this is something that you should be really focusing on. Mm. It's the only first like, Infinity Stone is in um, Captain America, isn't it? Yeah. The win- no, which one? No. The first Avenger. Which stone? No, it's the Tesseract the, is the in Tesseract. Infinity Stone. The Tesseract. There's yeah. one inside it because in the yeah, clip yeah, yeah. you see him cr- yeah. crushing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But I can't. Ooh, I can't wait. It's exciting yeah. to see. But guys, let us know what you think when you guys get around to watching it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Shuri again because that little clip that oh, I saw, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, and keep in mind, yeah, we're only going to be withholding spoilers for two weeks, fam. Two weeks? Is that it? Oh, come on, man. No, we, can, no, we cannot give... No, as in it's too long. I want to talk about it. We can't talk about it next episode. We can no, that's going. We that we means would, people have literally had four days. We'll tell you yeah. spoilers. Nah. Don't, don't go spoil and it, watch. Like yeah, spoilers. Like, don't listen until afterwards <laughs> when you, you know, it's like the read. It's like if you haven't watched the Beyonce, like, performance, then don't listen to the read. That's, that's different, it, though. And the Russo brothers even posted something on Twitter. They was like, guys, once you've watched it, please don't spoil it for anybody else. Yeah, because it's going to be something that... Because there's yeah. something mad that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess don't spoil the main thing. But yeah, I'm such a bad person. We'll, we'll, I always spoil it. We'll talk about it. Loki's going to die. Uh, we'll see. Okay. I think Loki's going to die. We'll see. Tom can Hillston. you just like... Can, I don't like these like predictions. Because now I'm going to walk in. I'm like, oh my God, Loki's going to die. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's I'm action. just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but I don't my know. friends will do this. Like My friends will be like, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. Gonna okay. Now, now in my head, everyone's going to die. Who do you predict's going to die? Cap. A vision. Mm-hmm. Um, Cap Vision I've heard about Loki but I think not I feel like Vision will die yeah, yeah. I feel like Vision will die I think he's too much of a he was not, wounded not a in that little clip but I <laughs> feel just... like no he's amazing though he's actually incredible I don't think Vision's gonna die I think I think Shuri's gonna get the Infinity Stone out of his head and then he's gonna be safe but then obviously Thanos is gonna get the Infinity Stone don't forget that Wait, Vision's, Vision, got the mind Vision's stone, right? body is made out of vibranium Vision's got the Mind Stone isn't it yeah he's got a yeah. Mind Stone I think Vision I like out of the stone that is my fave yeah. the Mind Stone yeah. I like the Power Stone the do power you stone. I, I did not understand so the Power Stone because it was like Aww. Yeah, I love that and the time time stone. Okay. Yeah, I like the time stone. Yeah, that, yeah. that because I love time. Anything to do with time, I'm like ah. Yeah, so I think I think Loki's gonna die, and I don't think Cap's gonna die. I don't think Stark's gonna die. Oh wait, no, no, Stark. Stark is not gonna. Wait, die. is he contracted for the next? Yes, film? he is. Okay, yeah. And so is so is Steve Rogers. Really? Oh. Yeah, they're all they're all contracted for the next movie. Hmm. I mean, Thor's not gonna die, but Thor's gonna get a new anything. hammer. Called Stormbreaker. Shout out Disney for the secrecy. And um, what Stormbreaker? Everyone knows about Stormbreaker already. They know he's going to get. A new not, not everyone. People know. No, no. Mate, people who just like hardcore fans. There's <laughs> even a toy of Thor, and he's got the new hammer in his hand. No, people don't know. Well, okay. Well, he like, gets a new hammer just, called Stormbreaker. You've actually just spoiled it for some people. Whatever. We have um, to put a spoiler on this because that then, is a spoiler. And, okay. um, I also think Gamora's going to die. Yeah, Gamora's, oh. the Gamora's dead. Not Gamora. Gamora's I, think, yeah. de- I hope she does because she's so annoying. I think the two like sisters Gamora. are going to sacrifice themselves. Oh, you think? What, for, for the world? Thanos. Yeah, because they want to kill uh, Thanos. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think they'll sacrifice themselves. <laughs> Someone. Uh, let's... I really like... They really should have kept Thanos consistent throughout the films. What do you mean? 
they just the way they showed him was not consistent at all. Well, Except for that little thing yeah, here. Yeah, but sometimes he's in space and the lighting's gonna be Nah different. G, nah, come on, no. How come all the superheroes are looking the same in space, but it's Thanos that needs to be morphing? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really um that's really annoyed me. And also we know when the clip where he comes out mm. in other um like parts, like sometimes like the after shots of like after credits, he looks bigger. The way they, they yeah. shoot him, he looks much bigger. Yeah. When he came out in the time wall thing, yeah. he was looking like one anorexic thug. Oh I was like, God. come on, man. Like, you've been looking like a hunched up But don't forget- Ray's concerned about Thanos is but eating don't, don't forget, these are, these are not <laughs> wow. finished clips. So yeah, in the trailers, we'll they're we'll still see. working on the movie when I they know, release the trailers. Know, so but still, Thanos is looking like some weakling. Anyway, um, I really hope that he gets all the stones and then he just like destroys. He will. There's a Earth. clip with him with like four stones yeah. in his thing. We'll see I really, I don't know how they're gonna. Because we don't even know where also, the soldier like, is. Also, like Spider Man is a little bit. <sighs> the clip that we saw. Just... Remember the clip we Irritated. saw and how he gets the. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, dope. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, um, Ray, what's your issue this week? All right, my issue today, guys. Well, well, well. Let's talk about our resident. Mixed thing on um, on Instagram on the pop world who's dating um, the, the prince BBC as well. Yeah, who's the dating pr- the, the prince, prince of grime. The prince of <laughs> the prince of crime who's dating <laughs> our um, prince. Um, okay. Listen, Stormzy. Okay, let's let's just break it down. Maya Jama has been somebody or whoever it is has gone through past tweets of. Maya Jama's Twitter, where it has been shown that there have been a lot of sort of um, derogatory comments um, against black women. There's horrible tweets. Um, Her laughing on matters of um, colorism, um, dark skinned women. Rape. Rape, really? Disability, disability, fat, fat, fat. Um, she was savage. Fat shaming in 2012. Mate. And this was her in 2012, and I believe her. She was what was it? Um, 18. Mm. Yeah, she was 18 years old. Summer from 2013. Yeah. Yeah. And Just over the two years. Um, some people there. Are, there's been quite a mixture of responses. Some people are saying, "Well, you know what? She was young, and you know what? At the time, these things were acceptable, especially with regards to cussing and um, colorism, like cussing black black girls. It was a thing, and it was okay. And some girl, some people are saying, "Oh, you know, who would have the audacity to, you know, who who would have the time and and, and the energy to go past to look at past tweets and bring them up? That's so bad intention." People have and, been doing this for years, right? Man. Mm. But my only thing is, and I said this on the TL, it doesn't matter. To me, when you use the excuse of it was it was normal at the time, it's ridiculous because you know at that time what you are doing is not right. Even, I don't care how normalized it was. You're only laughing because you know other people will laugh with you. That's it. Yeah. Um, one of them kiki kiki girls isn't it exactly and I like and you kind of you just know the type of woman that she is I just found the, it the so young crazy. lady that she was you, you know like because they've, they've been about mm. but it's just a shame well I don't know if it's a shame mm. but um, it's just come to light yeah. so I don't, I don't I don't even think this is a drag because I <laughs> you know, it's really annoying me because I really like my drama like, yeah. like I follow her on Instagram mm. and I watch her stories like I think she's funny and like just really nice and seeing she this she thought she was funny just, too right she thought she was really funny and seeing this is just like rah so yeah what do you guys think I don't know man like there's an, there's an element of um, bad intention that's gone in there but then also you know uh, 
I'm not saying we that. We don't give I, other people that I, same, I know, you know, I when know. other when other things come up with other artists, do we say, no. oh, whoever has looked at these things, even, even terrible it, Even when there's a Stormzy stuff, I was like, what well, people are looking at thing. I mean, Steph London, when she was doing that, I was like, but she was still chatting wreck all up until the point. So it was like, people what knew this What did she do? Her. What did she when do? She was saying oh, about dark skinned women and um, you guys are all working nine to fives. Aren't you guys tired of being broke and all this stuff? <laughs> I just like, you know, My why would you do girl. that? You know what I mean? It's essentially, I'm paraphrasing that last bit, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? She kind of did all of that. And she went, she didn't, did she go back pretty much unscathed? Maybe Who's I Steph don't know. Steph London. But she came back to lie and said, "Oh, those are not my tweets." <laughs> and then it, it, they were her tweets. Yeah. And then she had to apologize. Yeah. So apologize was uh, her apology was weak. But then you people, know? you know, what I mean, it's just obviously it's a shame come, when you like the people and people yeah, are like, just, "Oh, you know, like I was still they to should all shots. they should all be getting the same types of treatment." Yeah. It's different when you like somebody. Like yeah. say for example, but that's what people just need to admit. Just admit yeah. the standards are different because standards you like Stormzy and you like my Jama. Yeah. Tell the truth. Yeah. And you don't like Steph London. Like but it's that's yeah. that's the it's shitty shit. part it's of it. Shit. But you're never going to treat anybody equally. You're never going to give anybody yeah. that kind of like. It's that when your mate gets dragged on the TL and you know they're wrong. You're not going to say nothing on the TL. But if you're somebody else, you'll be harping your mouth. And yeah. I've seen that done so many yeah. times. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Like it's just it is one of those things. I'm not sure. You know, when you get to a stage, when you get to a certain level, you have to delete your tweets. You have to clear out your social media. You either start a new one. Oh, you'd delete your tweets. And he's going to delete. I'm so sorry, short men of London. <laughs> I am so sorry. For, this is a public apology for all the short men in London that she I have sorry. told are closer to hell. She's not sorry. You are a beautiful black man and you are entitled to come in my DMs. Well, only, I will shoot you down, but only, you are still entitled. Was it, only entitled short, you know? was it any short black men that you were talking to? I mean, I only love black men. So. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> you I know. apologise to all the Nigerians that you've insulted. I am. I am so sorry <laughs> to all my my Nigerian, my fellow Africans, my fellow neighbors of Wakanda wow. for for any any insult that I have sent your way because truly we are we are one and I'm sorry. <laughs> what was it that Maya said? I'm sorry to to, to dark skin women, but also all women. Someone someone tweeted, "Oh, Maya Jama gave out her initial apology. The TL took it back, marked it, and gave <laughs> and it, back it back." To her. <laughs> <laughs> and then she she posted. <laughs> the correction. Oh, and that one, someone god. said, "Where are the full stops?" <laughs> oh my god! Wow. The wow, thing is, wow. I like the things she said. Like, were disgusting. Like, yeah. it's horrible. It, they were horrible. One, like, one, I the, thought, one of her so, tweets really made me feel a bit sick. Yeah, yeah. Some of them, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like a young person but, tweeting this." Some yeah. of them, I was like, "This is vile." Yeah. Then I saw the, uh, the the dark the dark skin one. I was like, "Yeah." Nah. But then at the, at the same at that time, time that's yeah, horrible. that's just at, at the same time, I'm just kind of like, "Yes, of course, people should be held accountable for what they've said." Of course, like I. I I've tweeted some mad stuff as well. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't always like a feminist, or I wasn't always, I guess, not woke, but like I, I, I wasn't always. Like, you don't yes, I wasn't always self-conscious or introspective. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't the person I am now. Mm. Um, but it's like when you can't see the person's gradual development. Yeah, you can't see that with my jammer. So people are just, just assuming. Like there's that and then the gap. They're assuming, yeah, there's a gap. She must be the same yeah, as she was before. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think, and it's it's difficult. Do you know what I mean? I mean, this is with canceling culture. One, there needs to be consistency, but it never will because. Like you said, they exactly. Like, if you like exactly. someone, you don't want to drag them like but, that. But, 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 it's like just, if Beyonce was to kill somebody, I'll be like, well, you know what, self-defense. But I mean, Beyonce, look, at the end of the day, the, the, whole, the, whole, the whole sweatshop thing, Beyonce should have been cancelled after that. Yeah. The whole sweatshop thing, do you know what I mean? But yeah. she wasn't, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah. that's life, you know. Yeah. yeah. People are always going to pick and support their face. Yeah, and to be honest, you should be able to be able to, like, there are some things cancel, 
I don't like you have to draw the line for yourself. Mm. You have to sit down and think what can you hack mm. and what can't you hack? Do you know mm. what I mean? Certain things you can stand some person um, doing and still consume their art. Some things you just can't. So, mm. you, but it, that shouldn't be. There shouldn't be a line, a bar, a sort mm. of um, a consensus across the board. Mm. It should just be you. Like, what can you hack your fave doing that you can still ride for them? and still allowing them to take accountability for their actions. So if you think from reading all of this stuff that Maya Jama posted a few years ago, that you can hack this and you can still support her work now, I guess do it, right? But if you can't, then at the same time, do it. Yeah. So you just have to, but take accountability and give us a proper apology with, you know, full stops and not on word. In the beginning, it was on Twitter. And it was Twitter on Twitter with, 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 the, with the minus thing and then you screenshot <laughs> it and put it out. What kind of laziness? And then it was, it was on word. Word. Yeah, just do like a nice oh white gosh. backdrop. You have a PR team, get them to go on Photoshop, write up the thing. I love that Stormzy just deactivated. He was like, I'm not finna deal with this today. Like, Peace. You know that gift with the guy when he's like, deuces, and it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a shame that obviously she's, someone was like, you're dating somebody who's very dark skinned and this is what you're and doing. You're talking about his mom, imagine. Hmm. Right, guys. Um, <sighs> Cool. Thank you to everybody. British Podcast Awards. Please yeah, vote. Please go and vote. Messy lit, messy-lit.com. The voting is there for the listeners' choice yeah. award. Go on the news. Uh, news. We are at MFest. Yes. Next week. This week. This week. This week. This Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. On Wednesday, we will be the 28th. At 9th, even. The 29th. Please don't buy tickets because we'd really like to see a good few friendly faces. Yeah, uh, faces yeah. that we've seen before. That's all on the website. Can we tell them what book we're discussing? No. no, no, we can tweet that out a bit no. later on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Let's, let's let's hit them with a surprise. Um, yeah, hit them with that. Um, <laughs> what else is there? What else is there? What else is there? What else are we told today? That's. I mean, that's that. If you know, follow us on. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Lip, Instagram at Mosi Lip Pod. Send us your emails, your thoughts. Don't your forget tweets. to rate, review, and subscribe. Definitely Please leave us some comments. Give well. us emails because we'll actually read them out. Yeah. And I'll read them out. You need yeah. to. You need to leave us more comments on iTunes. And currently, the the. The last comment we had was, you know, Derek is the Beyonce of the group. And I know that rattles Ray every time she goes to check if there's any new comments. So, guys, you know, please just... I don't go and check because I don't care. But we we do need comments on SoundCloud as well. So, guys, come on. Comment on SoundCloud so we can start discussions and get it going from there. All right? right, And make sure... Yeah, sorry, I was going to say something shady. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that. We are grown. We look at Right? We are Beyonce. We're not... You know, we we give people platforms. There we go. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay, Bye, see guys. You Bye. Catch, catch you guys next week. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.